Hey, this is Dr. Evans Kariuki. Welcome to Firebrand Nation. Your life will never be the same as you go through these teachings. These are teachings for soul winners. Here at Firebrand Nation, we believe that we are called to reach one soul every second. This podcast is designed for soul winners who hunger and thirst to see the lost come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. We had discussed the areas of the man and we we're saying he must present his who God made him first. I must be everything that God made me first. Uh, if I'm a leader, I must be a leader of myself first. Are we together? Uh, men, men are created and determined. Men progress based on how they are grounded. They progress, they build their, their ministry, their calling, their family, everything that's around them is based on how they are grounded, how they're grounded in terms of uh, the man on the inside. Is his heart okay with God? Is his spirit well with God? If he's grounded, then the things around him work well. Are we together? So we, we go through... Um, how does a man ground himself? How does he become spiritually grounded? The man needs to have a kingdom mindset. Kingdom mindset. What is the kingdom mindset? The kingdom mindset is the mindset that we are kings and priests. We are kings and priests. In other words, the kingdom mindset, and here's where you see a lot of culture get it wrong because of things like you you look you look around especially the african american culture you find that we we have organizations of groups that are trying to some are trying to get back to egypt others are trying to get back to israel i don't know we are we are israel what we are egypt what they everyone is pursuing a sense of royalty the men are pursuing a sense of royalty well that is god given because the man needs to take a position of king and priest and receive that anointing that I have a kingship anointing. And we'll talk a little bit about that when we talk about the man's ability to build, the man's ability to build. That comes from his kingship anointing. The priest, the priest anointing, the priest kingdom, kingdom of kings and priests, the, the priest is the one who deals with the issues of the inner man. So is a man walking in holiness like Aaron, the priest? You know, when you view yourself as a priest of God, the one who has to stand before God, then you, you, you become what we spoke about yesterday, sober, sober-minded. Your thoughts begin to change because I'm a priest. How many of you know when you give someone uh, responsibility in the church, it creates a time a type of a way of thinking for that person. For example, uh, there's somebody I asked to be a group leader, small group leader, and they said, I'm not ready. I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm still perfecting some things in my life. And the day they became a leader, that responsibility made them uh, walk the way God wanted them to walk. Are you understanding? When I was in University of Tennessee, I was a small group leader. That was my first pastorate, my first uh, steps in becoming a pastor. And I was a mess, y'all. 
I was still, God was still working on me, you know, few words used to slip out here and there. It wasn't always Zekalabo, Satayebo, Ka, and Jesus, and all these things, you know, God was still perfecting me. And I was very uh, afraid of becoming a leader because I knew, uh, you know, things were not where they needed to be. But when I became, when I was forced to become, because that's what happened, when I was forced to become, and I had to prepare to read the Bible and teach it to people every week. Oh, 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 how many of you know the priest in me began to manifest? I began, I began to watch my actions, watch my steps, you know, and then you're, you're walking around campus and you, you're looking around, you're like, hey, will this person see me doing this? Will this person? You begin to clean up just yourself based on the responsibility. So my point is, as the man sees himself as a priest, you clean up your, somehow things just begin to clean up. But does that make sense to somebody? You just begin. So the man is purified by responsibility, by the priestly responsibility, by stepping into that responsibility. Are we understanding each other? Titus chapter two, verse six, we talked about it yesterday. Young men, likewise, exhort to be sober-minded. Sober-minded means control yourself, control yourself, self-control, that spirit of self-control. A weak man, uh, make a note of this, a weak man is not a man who is on his knees begging and crying. That's not a weak man. A weak man is a man who's not mastered uh, self-control, uh, control of emotions, control of self. He's not mastered the, the ability to, to, to what, what we call bring the body under subjection. Are, are we seeing that is weakness? Because you find a lot of men are actually great guys. Great guy. This guy is, is anointed, good guy. But when it comes to controlling himself around women, he cannot control himself. And that becomes his point of weakness. Are you understanding what I'm saying? A weak man is a man who cannot control himself. It's not about crying. It's not about, uh, I just have been crying all day. No, men cry. We're supposed to cry. It's, it's the inability to control your passions, your desires, your, your, your inner emotions and, and the, fle the fleshly desires. Are we, are we connecting that point? So we must ask God and we must also do our responsibility and ask God to help us bring that man under subjection. Anything a man says, I cannot stop doing X, Y, Z. When I do X, Y, Z, it takes control of me. That is something that you need to present before the Lord because God did not create you to be dominated. He created you to dominate. Remember, we spoke about it yesterday. He created you to dominate. Even when it comes to your family, even when it comes to, 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 uh, to you know, you, you hear men, and, and I have to be honest, I think we've all said it. You hear men say things like, uh, oh, I cannot live without this woman. This woman does this. And we say all these things, you know, when we are young and, 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 and in love and have listened to too much uh, blues music. But you say all these things, but a man was created on the inside to, to operate with dominion. Are you understanding? We're not created to be 
to be the ones who cannot, uh, you know this, you know this relationship is destructive to you, but because they are paying your bills, you stay with them. Are you understanding? We were created, dominate the destructive behaviors. Are you understanding what I'm teaching? Dominate the destructive behaviors. So when we go before the Lord, we are presenting the who we are. Lord, I'm not able at this point, at this point in my life, I'm not able to, to dominate my ability to provide. I'm, I'm, I'm living with, with, with somebody who's providing everything for me, paying my bills, paying everything. And, but I know, Lord, you've called me to be a provider. The issue with that is not the anointing. The issue is not the calling. The issue is something is happening inside the man, inside the man that he needs to dominate. Are you seeing what I'm saying? The issue is not that when a man is controlled, the issue is not even the control. The issue is something is happening on the inside that the man himself needs to dominate. That the man needs to dominate over. I don't want to turn it into a men's conference, but we can keep going. When a man begins to lose his temper, uh, lose control. Oh man, when, when I don't like nobody talking to me like that. Don't be talking to me like you, you are showing that you are dominated by another spirit. A man should be able to master his emotions, master his reactions. And I'm not saying that this is easy. What I'm saying is you must bring your body under subjection, not submission. Submission is creating an environment that allows, uh, allows a willing fool uh, a submission. It's not that that's what I'm saying. Under subjection. As a priest, you must refuse yourself the right to behave some way. As a priest, you must get to a place as a man and say, Oh, I just we don't behave like that. Depression, I, I don't do those things. Anger and all these things. I have the grace and the anointing to work out whatever situation life gives me. Father, I declare, let's lift up our hands and pray. I declare to each and every man that as they wrestle with feelings, as they wrestle with depression, inferiority, as they wrestle with things that they were not taught by their fathers, as they wrestle with, with, with manipulation on the inside, self-manipulation and a society manipulation, as they wrestle with, with the inner man. Lord, Paul describes that these two men are battling. There's a battle on the inside. Father, we declare that the flesh should be brought under subjection in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And we declare that every, every feeling of insecurity, every feeling of, of emotional rage, every feeling of, of not, not mastering self. Today, Lord, we come before you and ask you, we plead for mercy. We come to your mercy seat, my God, and we ask you, Lord, you created us as we are. Now teach us how to be in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, to the glory and to the honor of the almighty God. Let me speak a blessing over every man. And if you're a mother, receive this for your sons. If you are a mother, receive this for your sons. I declare that every man that is represented here shall be a force of stability, shall be a force of stability. I hear God, you shall be a force of stability, immovable. In, 
the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I declare to you Psalms chapter 1. I declare Psalms chapter 1. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Your ears don't listen to the ungodly people. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Every ungodly friend that has deceived a man who is represented here, today we cut them off by the power of the Holy Ghost. We Cut them off in the name of Jesus. Every Jezebelic spirit that has ruled over any man that is represented here, every spirit of witchcraft, wizardry that has taken a man out of their position, out of their priestly position, we cut it off. Let's step into warfare. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, these witches and wizards and women from the kingdom of wickedness that have weakened the men, these, these Delilahs that have come to weaken the Samsons, today we cut them off in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and declare our sons are arising up. We declare our sons are stepping into their grace and their anointing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Every ungodly counsel is cut off in Jesus' name. We declare that the men shall stand, shall stand in the ways of righteousness, shall stand in the priestly position in the mighty name of of Jesus Christ, uh, their delight shall be in the law of the Lord, uh, and in the law of the Lord shall they meditate day and night. We declare them men under my voice and represented here. They love the law of the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. No more sleeping in church, uh, no more sleeping on the things of God, uh, no more, no more just taking the things of God lightly. We are priests, uh, we are priests, uh, and as priests, we step in. Ah, come on, man, let's declare. I step in. I step into my priestly anointing. I step into my priestly anointing. I step into my priestly anointing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we declare Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. We declare over every man that you're slow to anger. You're slow to anger. Your emotions are controlled. Your emotions under subjection, your flesh under subjection in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Proverbs 16, 32, he that rules the spirit shall take the city. Oh, I see you. I see you taking cities. Every man begin to declare, I'll take a city. I'll take a city. I'll take a city. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, you shall take the city. You shall possess the city. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will possess it from a place of being grounded. You shall possess it from a priestly place. In Jesus' mighty name, give God praise and give him honor. Come on, receive it, church. Receive it. You shall be planted. You shall be rooted. You shall be planted in the name of Jesus Christ. The name of Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs 16, 32. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. He that is slow to anger. This is greatness. That's what I said. A weak man is not a man on his knees. A weak man is one that cannot control his emotions and himself. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he that ruleth 
his spirit than he that taketh a city. Better than he that takes a city. Ah, better than a king is one who can control his spirits, the inside of him. Now, men, when I tell you it is important for you to feel, I am not saying it's important for you to feel and lose control in your feelings. It is, I feel, I recognize what I feel, but I bring what I feel under subjection. Because often men get into a spiral of emotions and mostly it's because the woman has also gotten into a spiral of emotions. She begins to shout, she begins to cry, and even you now, you begin. So it becomes a choir. One is crying in bass and shouting in bass, and the other one is uh, in, in the key of... Now, you, now the whole house is a, is a, is a, is a duet of, of musicians. How many of you know musical houses? You shout, I shout, we shout together. Things like that. A man should be a master of the 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 city. Take the city. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth the spirit shall take a city. I declare rulership over every man in Jesus' mighty name. Rulership, rulership, rulership in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Let me give a few more points on uh, this, then we, we shift a little bit. When you realize that uh, a man needs to have this revelation, the priest and the king needs to have this revelation, that the world doesn't change until they change. The world doesn't change. The, the, the world doesn't change. If you're married, your wife will never improve. Don't say, oh, I need a better woman. She'll never improve until you yourself improve. Everything around the man is a product of his input, his input. Things don't change around men. It's the man who changes and then things begin to change. Check it in life. It's a man who changes. A man says, I want to make more money. Position yourself to be a man who makes more money. I want, to, things don't change just and happens. It's the man himself who has to begin to create change. That is why men, many men change the world. Many men change the world. It's because that's the grace and the anointing that God has given us. That God has given us. Mm. So any area that is in calamity, realize you have that priestly anointing to cause things to change. Next, next. We are talking about this, this leadership of this man. Luke chapter 16, verse 10 to 12. A man must be responsible of small things. You know, men, we are big dreamers. Hey, we are dreamers. We want the big business one day, the big family, the big this. If you cannot master the small things, that's why we started with self. If you cannot master the small things, you will never be able to master the big ones. If you ever see a man who is, what, what, do, what do men do? They take these, these stacks of money, like they take a stack of money. And that's, that's the little money he has. You can tell that day he went to the bank and withdrew everything for the floss. 
he will do everything for the show. They, they call it a bag these days, a bag. If all your money can fit in a bag, my friend, you're not, you're not, you're, you, you're not anywhere. But anyway, they call it a bag. So <laughs> we will call it a bag. And they floss with a small bag. And it's, it's, it's a, a show of, of what the man has. And then that bag begins is a bag of this size. And by the end of the day, when the man is coming home, he has spent money and doesn't know where it has gone. It's just gone everywhere. It's like you, you don't even know how you had, you had uh, let's say uh, 15,000 in, in, in single notes. And now you're looking at your money and you have 500, but you cannot account for where each note was spent. You, you, you're not building a life of wealth. You're building a life where you're just always going to be struggling. A man's, a man's leadership is determined by his mastery of the small things, mastery of the small things how he masters the small. I can tell you what kind of men my children will be, my boys, because of how they, they manage themselves now. They manage themselves now. How, how do they prioritize? How do they master small things? Self-mastery, write this point down, self-mastery unlocks a potential of leadership and potential of success before God and before man. When you master self, when you master self, you succeed before God and before man. Men who have mastered themselves become like Joseph. Regardless of what situation you're put in, you change that situation. Joseph was put in the prison. He brought change to the prison. Joseph was put in the pit. He brought change to the pit. Joseph was put in the palace. He brought change to the palace. So whether you're black, white, tall, short, whatever situation you're in, you have the ability to direct divine activity in that situation in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Majority of the scriptures in Bible, when they talk, when the Bible, when they talk about the place of a man, they talk about rulership. Paul says, he that rules his house well. Genesis, he that dominates, you, you, shall, you shall dominate. Man has been created to dominate. So the man is referred to as rulership. That is talking about the king in the man. And we as men must view ourselves. And ladies, please understand what I'm saying. And, and if you know me, you know I'm not against women. But we must approach our marriage, our families, our businesses, from a place of dominion and rulership. We have dominion, we have rulership, we are the head, we are the head. Now, what does that mean? The Bible says the greatest among you shall be the least. The Bible says you love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself. So I'm the ruler, but I come under in terms of, I, I, I become a master of, I'm not mastered by. Does that make sense to anybody? I'm not talking about this worldly rulership. I'm going to have to skip some of these notes here. I'm going to have to see because I, I intend to finish on 
the, the man. Uh, write these points down. I'm going to give you the points and we will, the, the, we, we, at some point we'll touch on them. Uh, priorities and principles determine, determine the kingship authority of a man. What are your priorities? What are your principles? What are your priorities? What are your principles? Priorities and principles. Men, first Samuel, first Samuel 17, 24. 1 Samuel 17, 24. Talks about David's mighty men. David's mighty men, when they met him, they were dominated, but David taught them how to dominate. David taught them, he showed them how to dominate. The reason why men get dominated, young men and men get dominated is because of they were never taught. They were never taught. You cannot learn how to dominate as a man, as a man from a woman. A man needs a man's connection for him to learn how to really be fully a man. Now you can learn like good manners, good behavior, how to treat women, how to treat men. The women can teach us a lot, but there's a dominating DNA that's on the inside of man. That, you know, you know, there are some men who are really good people, but they are emotional because they were raised. And not, I'm not saying men don't be emotional, but it's because you are raised by women. So all your sisters shouted. So even you, you learned how to shout. No one said the man should be different, you know. So teaching is important. David taught his men. David taught his men. Amen. You teach, you teach through modeling. So as a man, who are you modeling after? Who are you modeling to be priestly? Who's teaching you how to pray? Who's teaching you how to walk as a king? Who are you modeling after? Men need modeling. Amen. And that is shown through the, the connection that David has with his mighty men. The reason why the story of David is important is the, the mighty man, David the giant killer, turns the mighty men into giant killers. And if you read the book of 2 Samuel, you find out they also killed giants themselves. And all that came from working with, uh, with, with, with God. All right, what are the greatest dangers against the man's kingship and priestly? Danger number one, being alone. When a man is alone, that's the greatest danger, being alone, being alone. The Bible says it's not good for man to be alone. Man can never maximize his potential being alone. And I know it's not, I, I am one of the people who enjoy myself. I can, me, my head, my head is in peace. My inside, I, I don't bother myself. You know, there are people who cannot sit by themselves because their head runs. Me, I don't have those problems. I can, I, I can, when I came to America, I can live alone and live very okay, very comfortable. I'll wake up, I'll go to sleep, I'll, my life will go on. But I cannot maximize my potential by being alone because part of leadership is leading others and being led. Are you understanding? So I needed Pastor Davis in my life, even though I was okay in UT, I needed Pastor Davis in my life because he showed me how the relationship with other men can be. 
but when you are alone, it creates uh, imbalance within the man. Amen. <clears throat> I am quickly cutting through these notes. The, the, the second point on the dangers is insecurities are created by sin. Sin. Insecurities in a man are created by sin. Uh, ladies, please understand me. The Bible says the woman is the weaker vessel. So by just being born a woman, you're born a weaker vessel. Uh, it's in scripture. I'm not insulting anyone. I'll explain what that means. But the man becomes weaker when he is dominated by sin. Are you understanding? He becomes weaker when, he, when sin dominates the man. Insecurities begin to come in uh, and things like that begin to come in when the man begins to break down because of sin. And sin begins to battle against the man's calling, begins to wrestle against the man's calling. Oh, I'm called to be a priest, but I have, uh, I have three children out of marriage. Oh, I'm called to be a priest, but I've never even been a good father. Because of things that have happened, they cause us to be insecure. Proverbs 23, verse 7. Proverbs 23, verse 7. Hallelujah. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So is he. When sin begins to grip our heart, this is why it's important for when men go to present themselves before God, they take God all their pain, their sin, they receive the justification, they receive redemption, they receive the washing from God. First John 1 John 1.9, First John 1.9, and all men listen, please listen to this. First John 1.9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's not weakness to confess your sins. I'm not saying say you're sorry. That's not what I'm saying. That's, that's sorry is between you and God, between you and whoever you felt you wronged. I'm talking about a turnaround, a repentance. Men should live in a repented state. Ask God to forgive you often. Repent your sins. Ask God, Lord, purge me. As a man, I've committed sin. I've, I've, I've fallen short. And ask God to forgive, to forgive uh, you. Amen. Security. So insecurity. Security comes from the righteousness of God. Proverbs 14, 26. Proverbs 14, 26. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. You know, I've always said the only good thing in me is God. When you're secure in God and his righteousness, when you're, when you're in God and his righteousness, you find security. Psalms chapter one. Security comes from a dependency on God's righteousness. Psalms 112, Psalms 112. The man who fears God shall not be afraid. When a man fears God, fears God, he walks in righteousness. Um, 
a man is not naturally made, and oh Lord, please understand what I'm saying. A man is not naturally made to be with one woman, naturally. If a man wanted to have 90 children, 90 in the next nine months, how many of you know he can do it? All he has to do is find 90 women, but he has the ability in himself. I don't know who would want to do it and I'm not prophesying to anyone. That, that, that's a city, man. And that's not the city we are talking about. So if a man wants to have many children, many women, in himself, he has the ability to. Do you know a, a woman can only have carry babies at one, at one set time, like number of babies at one time. She cannot get pregnant three times within that nine months, but a man can make three people pregnant. Are you understanding? A man by nature, by nature, has the ability to balance. You have uh, Susan, who is nice and quiet, is mellow. And then you go to uh, Sarah, who is a bit crazy, crazy. And, and then you have, who else? Who else? La Quinta on the other side, who is another way. And the man can have all those conversations. By the way, I don't know how men do it. I don't know. For me, hey, it's too much. I don't know how men do it, but they have the ability. Are you understanding? They have the ability. Because they have that ability, because they have that ability, only the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord keeps a man straight with, with, on the straight road. A man can tell, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, a man can tell three women he loves them. And it, to him, he means it. To him, he means it. I love you. But you also told her you love her either, but I did. I love you all. Why can't we all just get along and have a nice farmhouse? You know, and mean it. A man can say, I love you all in a minute. Men, don't leave me hanging. Is it true or not true? And the inside of him, he thinks he's right. But the, the and I come from a, from a country of many wives. So I've seen it happening. I said a country, not a home. My home is, I have, I have one wife who is many things, many things. She's, she's all, she's, she's the Sarah, the Susan, the, all those in her. So if, if I want, which one, I wears many hats. So one plays drums, another one preaches, another one sings, and I, I, I love them all. <laughs> I don't know where my wife is. I hope she's not listening to me. <laughs> Oh, she has a very colorful personality is what I think. And it's, it's a personality I love. Ah, glory. Another one runs a marathon, so it's okay. We, we, we manage. Anyway, my, my point is, I, I love my wife the way she is. But my point is, only God can master a man to stay 
on one path. So strength comes from righteousness. Are you understanding? Strength comes from righteousness. Just because he says he loves you doesn't mean he will stay. He will stay. Yeah. First John chapter 4, verse 17. Perfect love casts out fear. We as men must be willing to, to receive perfect love. And perfect love, we must be willing to step away from saying words like, we are afraid of being men. We are afraid of being men. We are afraid of manhood is hard. No, God gives us the grace to do that. Amen? Amen? Let, let us go very quickly. We have uh, three minutes into the next the next thing that a man does. What did we say the next thing a man does? What did we say he is? He's a man of God. What's the next one we said? The man is, he stands before the Lord as the provider. Stands before the Lord as the provider. I need to finish this one quickly. When, when a baby is born, the, the mother is equipped to feed that baby. The mother can feed that baby milk. The mother can feed that baby uh, all those things. The man's responsibility, the man's responsibility and fundamental responsibility is to provide an environment for those on his household to flourish. First Timothy 5, 8. I want us to see provision as environment, not as money. I provide an environment. So if, if my wife has a calling to, to do X, Y, Z, but she's stuck in a career, I'm going to work and provide an environment that allows my wife to flourish in her calling. It's not, I will tell my wife what to be. You know, sometimes if we see provision as money, it becomes manipulative. Oh, I'm paying all this child support. What are you doing with it? Uh, that's not being a provider. You give money. But a provider provides an environment, especially those of his family, spiritual and physical, spiritual and physical family. So God tells you, hey, I made you this way. You are king and priest. Give me a report on how you're doing as a king and priest. Then he says, I gave you the ability to provide. How did you provide? Men have the ability to create an environment, to see beyond his own need and provide for others well. Are we, are we understanding? When a man gives, he's providing environments. A man can provide something for his family and step back and watch his family enjoy it. Provide something and step back and watch them enjoy it. A man can give his family things he never had. I look at my children and they are living a life I never lived. At, at all, at all, at all, at all. I never lived it at all. But I am an observer to their life. I'm an observer. Are you understanding? <clears throat> so in everything we do, the man should provide. And providing is providing an environment. That's where we, we, we have to finish. When a man breaks the curse of provision, I need to finish on this point, he has broken the curse of thorns and thistles. 
the curse of thorns and thistles. Thorns and thistles are environments of tension. You're being poked, it's just tense. But a man provides peace, provides money, provides comfort. Provides comfort. The other day, uh, the Lord told me that when, when someone, my daughter, my wife, says they want, they want uh, to, to feel confident, to feel comfort, it's not in the absence of me. It's create an environment where I can flourish, where I can flourish. You understand? My daughter says sometimes that she feels controlled, like I'm telling her what to do. And I told the Lord, okay, then let me step back. And he said, I'm not telling you to step back. What she's saying is get the thorns and thistles out of the way and let her provide that security and that environment where she doesn't feel controlled. Are you understanding? It's providing the environment. Our time is over. Let's lift up our hands and pray. Father, we thank you that every man who's watching shall be like Noah. Noah created the environment of the ark. The ark was to cause the family to be protected. May every man raise up like Moses. Moses created the environment of the tabernacle, and the tabernacle was for men to worship. May every man be like Solomon, creating the, the temple where men were worshipped. Create the environment. May every man be like Jesus Christ where men and women can walk into their gifts and callings in the Holy Ghost. May every man manifest every anointing that has been called upon them to be kings and priests in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory be to God. Thank you so much for joining us. I truly believe you have been blessed. If you have enjoyed this episode and would like to join Firebrand Nation, the movement, connect with us on social media at Firebrand Nation. Go to our website at www.firebrandnation.com. Remember, alone I'm a flame. Together we are a fire. Like, share, and distribute this so that others could be blessed. God bless you.